So we'll give you one of those men in black things, right? Where we'll like zap your brain. You won't remember that you got there. You can listen to this podcast after we're done recording and then you'll have a good time. Wow. You are throwing it way yeah. back there. Man, Where did that come, come from? Oh my word. Um, or is that Independence Day? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's men in black. I Either way. No. Will Smith, Philly boy. This is the final call for the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast, episode number 266. The world's first duty free shop was not opened in Paris or London or New York City, but instead the tiny Shannon Airport in Ireland in 1947. Want a great book recommendation? The Billionaire Who Wasn't. Our time in Ireland was absolutely amazing. You're going to find out all the reasons why in today's podcast. But one of the cool perks about this trip to Ireland was the fact that I got to try out my brand new Tortuga Outbreaker backpack for the first time on an extended international trip. And I wanted to see how this thing was going to hold up. And boy, was I absolutely amazed at the durability of the Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. It's rip-proof, it's waterproof, and this thing is built like a tank. It is the perfect travel carry-on backpack, and it will be the first of many, many trips where I'm taking this all around the world. So if you want to check out the perfect travel carry-on size backpack, head on over to TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget to use a special promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who would celebrate St. Patty's Day every day if it meant she could drink a McGargle's Big Bang and IPA and not a Guinness, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. <gasps> Yeah, I love that IPA we had in Ireland. And I was wondering where you were going to go with that because I'm not a huge St. Patty's Day fan. I mean... No, you don't care about St. Patty's Day really at all, do No, you? but you're absolutely right. If I could drink McGargle's IPA, then love I would be name. a happy camper. McGargle's, McGargle's. Yeah, you're not a big fan of St. Patty's Day for you. I mean, I used to be... I guess I still kind of am. I mean, I guess I'm. You can't not be a fan of it, really. My mom's birthday is on St. Patty's Day, as is her sister's, even though they're three years apart, which is an odd fact. So, you know, no, my sister's is the next no, day. My mom, yeah, and my mom's sister, my oh, aunt. Oh, I thought you were talking about my sister. No, yeah, we got my a lot. sister birthday is the next day. I do know yeah. that. So we've got like three birthdays and St. Patty's Day all wrapped right up around there. So we're always having a party anyway. But this year, hopefully, we'll get some McGargles IPA <laughs> and not have to rely on any Guinness. Fact: The Guinness in Ireland tastes. I'm going to say one million times better one than the Guinness. One million times in the US. better. One million times better. Wow, that's so, quite a statement. We will be talking, of course, about the Emerald 
Isle today, a place that I've always wanted to travel to, finally have traveled to. And if you're new to the podcast, this is our Destination Diaries, what we do in the Destination Diary. It's like a podcast travel guide, um, but it's our real unfiltered, behind the scenes kind of look at a place from on the ground. We've been there. We tell you what we've done. Obviously, we haven't covered the whole country. We don't profess to be experts on every little part of it. We tell you what we've done, what we liked. We tell you what we didn't like. We try to give you enough advice so that if you're heading to Ireland, you can uh, you can kind of replicate some of the stuff we do, the good stuff we did, take some of the advice um, that we did, put it onto your own thing. And of course, at the end, we'll also give you the three very specific things. One thing that you definitely cannot miss if you go there. One thing that you could... You could yeah. skip it. Yeah, like we did and we're like, meh, this is okay. And then we also give you one thing that we didn't do that we wish we had done. And we don't discuss those beforehand. So at the end, we give you them. It's always a surprise to see um, what Heather has to say. And I guess it's a surprise. I don't know. Is it a surprise to hear what I have to say? Yeah, because I mean, sometimes it's the exact... We think the exact same thing. And then other times, you know... One person could like something, the other didn't. It happens in a relationship. Yeah, so we're recording this podcast about two weeks after we left Ireland. So it's still fairly fresh in our mind, not as fresh as we recorded the day after, but still fairly fresh. And if you are interested in Destination Diaries, I'm going to rattle through. I'm not going to make you try to remember them all. Thank goodness. But I'm going to rattle through all the ones we've done because this will be this 18th place that we've done. So, so far we have done... San, the island of Santorini in Greece, the island of Paros in Greece, Georgia, the country, Chicago, that's a two-parter with Kevin House, awesome episode, New Orleans, Nashville, Japan, Cape Town, Chiang Mai, Guatemala, Philly, Portugal, Santiago, Santiago de Compostela in Spain, Portland, Colorado, Croatia, and India. Whew, take a breath after that. So if you're interested in any of those places or you just, uh, you know, you might be traveling to them, go check them out. Of course, they're on iTunes and Stitcher and however you listen to this podcast, you can find that as well. We are like 260 episodes in, so we've got a lot there for you. So let's dive into the Destination Diary with Ireland. And what we're going to do today is we're going to split it up between Dublin and then the West Coast because we took a trip that was 11 days and we that's how we broke up our trip. Yeah, we started the trip with five nights in Dublin and we were there for our friend's wedding and it was also over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So we were there five nights, which when I was discussing this with Trav, I, I we did five nights in Dublin in six days on the road trip. And if I was going back, I would spend less time in Dublin because it's a fun city, but you don't really need five days. I mean, we had a great time because we were there with friends, but I would spend more time road tripping yeah, if you had, for sure. If you had 10 days, I'd split it up seven, like three and seven or, or you know, two and a half and seven and a half or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is how we're going to break down for you guys. We'll start with Dublin because probably you're going to spend some time in Dublin if you're coming to Ireland. So we'll give you the Dublin tips and then we're going to head west out to County Care, County Cary, County Cary. Oh, that might be the last <laughs> time I try that, that awful Irish accent. County Kerry, County Clare, and Galway we'll touch on too. So um, if you're listening to try to get some information on Northern Ireland or the northwest part of Ireland, we did not touch those areas. So uh, sorry, you could stop now. But please don't. We'll give you good <laughs> advice on everything else. Yeah. And I have to say that before we went to, to Ireland, I had no idea what there was to see other than Dublin and the coast. Like I knew you Surprise! could drive. I knew you could drive along the coast. So I think that after we've been there and we were there for 11 days, 
that it was it was really fun to kind of explore that and i definitely would have wanted a podcast to listen to because i For had sure. no idea i didn't even know the names of the counties or galway or, or any of these places really so we'll give you one of those men in black things right where we'll like zap your brain you won't remember that you got there you can listen to this podcast after we're done recording and then you'll have a good time wow you are throwing it way yeah. back there Man, where did that come, come from oh my word um or is that independence day <laughs> i don't know men in black I either way no will smith philly boy um all right we'll give you some logistical stuff <laughs> right before we get into dublin getting there um um, fly. You're probably going to fly into Dublin, but you can also fly into Shannon. Shannon is the big airport that's near, that's on the west coast. Um, if if we had to do it over again, we would have flown in Dublin, spent time in Dublin, and then you know done our road trip and dropped the car off in Shannon and flew out of there. They're only about two hours apart, so we're not talking about a really big distance. But there was it a would big, have been more convenient. Yeah, there was an international airport there in Shannon. Really good flights usually from the um from the east coast to the U.S. A pretty cheap destination to get to from all around the U.S. But the east coast especially. Um, you can use points really well too. Uh, a lot of good availability. Aer Lingus is a big airline, the the Irish national airline. So tons of flights in and out of Boston, uh, New York, you know, Philly stuff like that. So um, just be aware that there is another big airport, the Shannon Airport. Um, yeah, an, an I had no airport. idea. I right. had no idea. As far as getting around in Dublin, um, walk, you know, is it's very manageable. It's the very center, walkable. The city center. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge city, or at least it didn't feel huge to me. And a lot of the things to do, a lot of the touristy things, are right kind of near along the river. You have all of the shops and the restaurants and the Temple Bar area. And we even walked to the Guinness factory, which was a little 25 far. 25 minutes, uh, maybe about a mile, two, two miles minutes. maybe max. Um, but also we took a taxi. We used, what was the app Halo. we used? Halo. H-A-I-L-O, they don't, H-A-I-L-O like hailing yeah. a cab, Halo. They don't have Uber there or Lyft, I don't think. Well, they have it, it's just way more expensive. And that's what the taxi driver says. Like Uber's way more expensive, use Halo. And it was, it was... It was like half the price. So either way, there's lots of options, and it, it wasn't too expensive that halo that we did. Yeah, and you can. Uh, there are also a lot of cabs, so you can you can hail a cab regularly as well. So yeah, in Dublin, walk or taxi, plenty easy enough. You wouldn't need a rental car. Outside of Dublin, we took a road trip. We're going to talk all about that. So would definitely recommend renting a car. As far as Dublin and the areas, to give you an idea, as we said, it's very very condensed at least the areas where most people need to be in the stuff that they want to see right around the river Liffey like on the I guess it would be the east the north and south side of the river Liffey um, everything is right around there so we stayed for the first I believe it was three or four nights three nights at the Morrison which is a Hilton property so if you have points it's a great option it's not my favorite Hilton property Trav especially was kind of unimpressed with yeah it. I was unimpressed I mean it was like 220 euros if you're buying out of pocket and Ireland isn't that expensive it's not super cheap but it's not that expensive so for the price i thought um the place that we stayed after that which was called the temple bar inn which was under 100 euros it was like 90 euros so it was less than half the price i liked more i thought it was more eclectic it was cooler it had a gym membership that came with it so i went to the pool and the gym um i just wasn't impressed with morrison like if you have points or a free night yeah but i wouldn't pay out of pocket to do it it was a cool space as a venue for the wedding but i didn't think the rooms or anything were anything special no they weren't anything special and, and the temple bar inn was cool it was very funky and eclectic but the beds were comfortable they upgraded and- us for free to like a higher a higher room and a bigger room which was really nice 
Exactly. And that, that Temple Bar area, obviously, if you go to Dublin, you will walk through this area. It's famous. It's famous because there's that one Temple Bar, it's called. But that's where all the bars and the live music and that type of stuff is. So it is a little bit louder. But this hotel and the hotel across the street from it, which is just called the Temple Bar Hotel rather than Inn, they're around the same price. The, the hotel is a little, they're not affiliated, but the hotel is a little more like classic and your traditional style hotel. And they're far enough away that it's quiet yeah, enough when you want to. It speak. is. Um, we went in January, so prices, you know, were a bit a little off season. Although it was over New Year's, so I mean, it's not like dirt, dirt cheap. But um, so you know, you might be paying more, of course, if you're going summer. Talking about that, as uh, I guess in the beginning, is times to go. We found January was not bad at all. I mean, obviously, Ireland is not a place where you're going to go and go swimming and stuff like that. So we found it's it not was a great. Beach destination. Yeah, we really. found it was a great time to go. The, the one major downside to going in the winter is the sunlight. And especially if you're taking a road trip, I mean, it would get light around 930 and it would get dark around 430. So if you're looking to, you know, put in some big miles and see some awesome scenery, that was our biggest thing. Not yeah. the weather, but the actual but the su- the sunlight, hours of sunlight. You know, sunlight. it was funny in the morning you would wake up and we didn't get up early, but if we were up at eight and, and the sun wasn't even... Out. up i mean it was kind of coming up but it was it was a weird thing that we're not used to here in philadelphia yeah, i mean it's less light than even here on the east coast in philly i would also say we did get a recommendation from a lady who said a really great time to go off season is the end of february because you're getting more light it you know it's probably not any warmer it's still like you know fahrenheit like 35 40 degrees at its coldest maybe going up to 50 but you're getting more sunlight and it's before the season starts because they said after mid-March, you know, St. Patty's Day, it really starts to pick up. So if you want to go way off season, maybe end of February, April would probably be pretty nice too, April, May, because you're beating the summer crowds. It'd be a little more expensive, but you'd be getting more. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you look it up, the weather in Ireland, it doesn't really get especially hot in the summer. It's so way it's, more, it's mild more mild than we thought. Um, and especially I didn't, it wasn't as cold. Like I thought it would be way colder, but it was even warmer than it is here in like DC, Philly, New York. So it's just a little more mild. Um, yeah. As far as the areas, like you said, Heth, Temple Bar, if you stay right off, like on the main drag, but towards the end, Temple Bar, and it, it's fine. It's a little loud, but not really. Um, but that's the area you're going to want to be around that Temple Bar, which is a whole area, mind you, as, as you said, not just the one bar. And I did read that it used to be like a sandbar, and that's why it called, was called the Temple Bar area. I don't know. I have, I have Regardless, no idea. it's a whole area, and it's where all the bars are. Speaking of talking about eating and drinking, let's run right into that. And we've got some great recommendations for Dublin. Yeah, we went to the oldest pub. Which I love. Remember, <laughs> anything know. oldest, longest, biggest, smallest... I love it. Yeah. Trav loves that type of stuff. And in in this case, it was a really cool spot. It had great food. We I had the fish and chips, which was the best fish and chips I had in Ireland. The fries, the chips were really delicious. Trav could not stop eating them. They were amazing. And and I got like a chicken sandwich or something. So the brazen head, yeah, not only is it the oldest, it's it's cool inside, but it was the by far the best pub food we have because we actually got some crappy like below average food at some of the places in Dublin and this was a, ste- a step above for sure the brazen had yeah had there it's cheap um apparently they have McGargle's IPA on draft 
They didn't when we were there, but no, the, they the representative did not. at McGargles tweeted me <laughs> saying Brazenhead did. So mm. I don't know. We're getting some misinformation, but um, yeah, Brazenhead, oldest pub in Dublin. It, it's it's awesome. It's cool, and it's got really good food. The church we went to, which was a really cool building, they have live music and Irish dancers and stuff like that. Food was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. So they have two levels. They have the bottom floor, which I think is more casual, and then the the upper floor, which is kind of like a loft that looks down on the bottom. Is more gourmet, and we had a reservation, so maybe if you're just one or two people, you could you could squeak in. But if you have a group of people, definitely call ahead. And that food was a little more gourmet. They had a course menu that you could get like three courses, and it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed definitely it. Definitely a good enough building, to, a good enough place to go to eat, or just if you just want to see the building, go for go for a drink. Which um, because it's a cool spot, it's obviously in an old church. This next place was is called the Bank on College Green, and it's in an old bank you can see the theme here yeah theme here um unfortunately the food we got here we did not like at all we thought it was below average for yeah, sure we, we just got burgers and they looked really good and they tasted not so great but it's an awesome building and they have you know beautiful any type of drink you can imagine so because it's a bar it's a bar restaurant so go there get a drink it's really an awesome space and that is the bank on college green yeah and so the the church and the bank it's cool when they repurpose these old buildings and both of them did a really great job with that another place that we actually did weren't able to go to but and usually we only tell you places we went to but this is on a great opinion from other digital nomads and travelers um sean ogle and his wife tate from um locationrebel.com they loved it. It was called Fade Street Social, and it's a tapas bar. And you know, they just said this is a really great place. We just ran out of time, but yeah. it, it it looks cool. We saw the pictures, and it was recommended to us by a few other people as well. So check that out if if you're in town. Fade Street Social. Another shop is more like a casual lunch brunchy spot called Brother Hubbard. Overrated. Well, Trav's saying it's overrated because. Literally, so many people told us to go here, and it's written up in a lot of, yeah, you know, TripAdvisor or whatever. And it was good. The coffee was good. The food was okay. It was, but it, it was it was just average. It, it wasn't was okay. terrible. I mean, I would no. happily eat it again. So if you're there, go. But it won't be. It won't blow your mind as maybe some of the reviews we, let us. We to also believe. tried to go there for four days, and since it was like over <laughs> the holidays, it was closed for four straight days. So we were like, yeah, we can't wait to go. And every day, you know, our our desire went got higher and higher and higher. You know, you want what you can't have. And then we went, and I was like, nah. But uh, a place I did like, and this is a good cheap eat. This is a really good cheap eat. It was it's right there on one of the main streets, right outside of the Temple Bar, maybe in the Temple Bar area, called Umi Falafel. Uh, falafel sandwich, like five bucks. Big salad, like five bucks. So just good cheap falafel and salads. You know, late night snack. It's not like it has a ton of ambiance, but it's just a nice grab and go. No, it's if a you're cute. Like, it's a cute spot, and they have yeah. a really good falafel sandwich. It's also right by the castle, so if like you go during the day, you could get it and and have like a little lunch right in the courtyard there or something like that. And then, of course, Around you got to top corner. it off. <laughs> With Gino's Gelato. Of course we found Gelato, but this was really easy to find because it's right in the center of the city and it's open super late. I think it's open till midnight or one most nights. It's it's great. And it's good. I was a little like, oh, Gino's Gelato. Like it's it's a bit of a chain there in Ireland. I thought, nah, this isn't gonna be that great. Oh, it was. 
vanilla Nutella or whatever they had or peanut Nutella. I don't know. It was fantastic. It was great. They also have uh, crepes and waffles. So if you you want something that's not ice cream. Indulge your sweet tooth there. And of course, you know, so we talk about eating. Important. But Ireland's not known for eating. Ireland is known for drinking. And we've got a bunch of cool little places that we found. We did a lot of, uh, in the name of research here, even though we were sick for a day, that kind of put a cramp in our eating and drinking style. Um, We did find a bunch of cool places, starting with the first place that we went. um, It was the Black Sheep. And it's a cool bar. It has the Bay of Galway Brewery, which is probably the one of the biggest microbrewers, and you'll hear us talk about this again when we went to the city of Galway. It's one of the biggest microbrewers in Ireland. They've got good beer, be- beers and a cool <laughs> bar. So the Black Sheep is just one of their places in Dublin. Yeah. And I mean, this place was really cool. It looked closed when we walked up to it. We almost didn't go in because like the doors were, there were like three different doors you could go into. But we we did venture in and we got their uh, Hexed, which is their d- original double IPA. Right. And then they had this other double IPA that everyone told me to get, but I guess it's seasonal. They don't have it all the time of foam and fury, which we weren't able to get. But their their hoppy beers were pretty good. And yeah, they, they like I said, Galway Brewery has a um, has a has a few different like locations in Dublin and then outside of Dublin as well. Um, another microbrewery that we had uh, headed to was the Porterhouse Temple Bar in the Temple Bar area. And it was the first brewery in Dublin. And the beer was decent. Yeah, it was it was good. It didn't blow us away. I mean, Galway's beer, I think, is better. But this was a really cool spot. It was big, so you can easily go in with a group of people. It's fun just to hang out. They serve food here as well. We didn't eat. We just had a beer. But it was cool. I really liked it there. But it was not as cool as probably my favorite spot that we went to in Dublin, which is a place called The Secret Bar or The Bar With No Name. It's a little confusing and I'm still... There's like four names of it for it on Google Maps even. It's very odd. Yeah, and we went late at night and they were like almost closing down, but they allowed us to get a beer and I had a great IPA in there. They had a, a like a, an IPA on draft. Trav had a Guinness. Yeah, this was the first Guinness I'd had in Ireland because I was feeling sick when we first got to Ireland. I was uh, incapacitated with a stomach bug for a day. So this was the first time I had actually had a Guinness and um, it was it was awesome, and it it was the best Guinness that I had the whole time. Probably we'll get to that in one second. But it, it had a very good Guinness, a great pour, uh, cool little spot to find it. Uh, you can put the bar with no name, of course. Well, it'll come up. Yeah, it's also right next to Fade Street Social, which is the tapas the restaurant. Tapas bar so restaurant. They're right so. next to each other on this little kind of side street, so it's a cool area to wander around, regardless. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned that that had a really great Guinness. And Guinness is way, way... So I can't stomach Guinness in the US. I don't drink it. I don't think it's any good here. I had one in the UK. I thought it was awful. But in Ireland, I was able to to not only drink it at some places. Some places I'd say were like, okay. Like, I was like, all right. And some places I thought were really good. Um, and, you know, they take a lot of pride and you're going to get Guinness everywhere. But the place that had the best, I, the best Guinness, either that... Um, place that we just mentioned, the secret bar, or the Guinness Brewery. Now, the Guinness Brewery is is cool, kind of. <laughs> 
it's worth going. It's a little expensive. It? Yes, it's definitely worth going because it's an experience and it's a complex. I mean, it's like it's in big. this old area. Plus, like you get to know the history, which I didn't even realize that Guinness was this old. When did it start? Do you 1759, remember? 1759, I believe. Something. I mean, like this is a long time to be making beer. So it's really cool. You go up to there, like it's called the Guinness Storehouse, I believe. And they have all these big Guinness gates that are all brick. So it's a really cool space. Then you go into the museum and it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It. We were there for three hours yeah. and we did it kind of quick. I mean, we weren't reading everything. It's very big. It's huge. There's some really weird exhibits they have. Um, some <laughs> are neat. Some are like just very strange. They love... Arthur Guinness, you're going to think you're in some sort of like cult of Arthur (laughs) Guinness when you're there because it's like you would think that this guy cured cancer. I mean, he does make a good beer, but he just, they love him there. Um, But one of the cool things that you get to do is they teach you how to pour the perfect Guinness. So you actually get to get, go behind the bar. So it's 20 euros to get in, but you know, you get a beer. So, all right, 15 euros really, uh, if if you're going to drink the beer, but they teach you how to pour the perfect Guinness and you get to do it. And um, I will tell you that mine was not so good and I kind of messed up. I don't know how no one else messed up. I, I, I did somehow. Uh, like you didn't mess She up said that. I put it too high yeah. up in the nozzle. But here was the crazy thing. We then tried each other's beer. There's five of us there who poured it. And um, Heather's tasted the best. And she yeah. actually said to you, this is the Somebody best pour. Somebody had the perfect pour. It was me. And I didn't Hers notice the difference it- really, but Trav swore <laughs> there was a difference because there is an art to pouring Guinness and you'll have to go to the Guinness storehouse in order to, to find out, out what it is. 99.5 seconds it takes to pour a Guinness. Apparently, so, so it was cool. I definitely think it's a must see, even though we're not like huge Guinness fans. Yeah, but it's it was cool. cool. I mean, if you like beer, definitely go there. Even if you don't like beer and you have 20 euros to spend. I mean, if you're on a budget, if you're trying to do it really cheap i would say you could skip it but uh, you know either way um before we get into activities though because that kind of that actually does segue really good into dublin activities but we can't leave out the coffee in dublin because you had a very good coffee experience yes vice coffee inc which was the best coffee in Dublin. I had some coffees. Other were other places just popping into cafes, you know, when we were on the go. But this place I went to two times and each time the flat white was so delicious. And we didn't eat there, but it does have highly rated food. It's a cafe, you know, so it has your usual cafe fare. And I, I mean, you could try to eat there because I think that the menu is pretty tasty. Yeah. So activities, because... Um, I have nothing to say about coffee, of course. <laughs> uh, the Guinness tour, as you mentioned, yeah, it's something to do, and it and it was cool. And if you like beer, it's worth it. Um, really, kind of the things to do in Dublin. What was neat is, is I mean, like we said, walking around. Uh, definitely the Temple Bar area around the river. There's some cool little spots. I mean, there's all these side streets. You know, there's some beautiful architecture. There's statues. You could. T- I would definitely recommend. We didn't do it, but you know, taking a walking tour if you have time and things like that. Of course, also then finding live music and Irish dancing, which this it's is not going to be hard to do. Yeah, it's easy to find that. I mean, no matter what night, there will be bars that have live music and the traditional Irish music and then the, the traditional Irish dancing. It's really fun. It's such a cool scene. Yeah, Dublin's got a neat, a cool vibe, a good vibe. And that's kind of the best thing is just walking around. Um, I would recommend, and I, and I did this one of the days, got out of the room um, because, again, we were pretty... We had a lot going on with the wedding and being sick. We, did, we actually didn't have that much time. We had five days in Dublin, but it was more like two and a half because of all that. 
But walking around Trinity College, just a beautiful campus. It's it's like, like the Ivy League of um, Ireland. It's the oldest one. Cool campus. I just got out. I love walking around college campuses. You can go and walk around. And they have a, the Book of Kells there, which I didn't actually get to see. But the Book of Kells is the original Christian manuscript there. So a lot of people, it's like the famous thing to go and check that out. So uh, just walk around the college and checking out the Book of Kells is, is fun. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun city and it's beautiful. Yeah, like it was. I didn't. I didn't know anything about Dublin, as I said, and you know, I didn't realize that a lot of it was on the river. So you walk around the river, and at night things are lit up. So it's really, it's quaint. And as we said, everything is within basically a mile radius. The Guinness is about two miles from the downtown, mile and a half. Everything else is packed in right there. So very easy to get around, but. You can't just go to Ireland and stay in you Dublin. You cannot, because the next part was my favorite part of the trip, and that was the road trip. Yeah, we took a, we got a car. Um, it cost us about twelve dollars a day. Again, I, super cheap. I, one one tip though for anyone who's doing this: if you're getting a car in Ireland, you have to, and and you're going to use your credit card to cover the insurance, which a lot of people do. If you have you know good travel hacking credit cards and stuff like that, you have to make sure you deny. And this is really nerdy, but it's important. Deny all the coverage. So we got a car, and they had already given us like the lowest level of coverage in the plan, which we didn't want, but we couldn't get rid of after yeah, we, we didn't reserved it because we reserved been. online. So you you want to make sure you deny every part of the coverage. If you book it online, especially because that's how it it got right. us. Right. But but so getting a car though, um, and then and then your credit card will cover it if you deny all the insurance. So make sure you do that. But getting a car seemed really cheap. It might be more expensive at certain times, but I don't think normally it is. I mean we had it for twelve it was twelve dollars a day. Gas, a little expensive, but you're not really covering that big of distances because it's a fairly small island all told. Yeah, and I mean, on some of those peninsulas, it's windy, so you might drive for a lot of hours, but you're not really covering a lot of yeah, I distance. mean, all told for six days with a car, we spent about $100 on the car because then we we upgraded a little bit to get a diesel because it's better on gas. So we spent about $100 on the car and I think 60, 50 to 60 euros in, in gas. So, I mean, for six days, you're looking at like maybe around 25 euros a day, all told, um, including gas, which is not, not bad. not bad at all. Um, so to give you our itinerary, we left Dublin, we... Right, went right to County Kerry, so we did skip County Cork. Um, and there's a lot to do down there, and we just we didn't. And there's like great national parks, we just didn't have time. We skipped that, and we went right across to County Kerry and to Dingle, the Dingle Peninsula, which we had heard from a bunch of people, including Jason from Zero to Travel. He was like, "Dude, go to the Dingle Peninsula." So we did. And another reason we went was because we then had a acquaintance there or a friend of a friend who then became our friend. We'll tell you all about that in a second. But we went down to Dingle. We spent three nights in Dingle. We did one night only in County Clare, which is where the Cliffs of Moor and the Burren are. And then we ended it with two nights in Galway. Yeah. So, you know, we could have squeezed in more. We could have tried to go further north. We could have tried to go down to County Cork and south. But for us, I mean, there's so much to see and it's so beautiful that you know, doing one night, one night, one night, one night would have just been really tiring. It would have been too tiring. And I mean, we were driving a lot as it was. I would even, I would recommend not putting in too many destinations and just picking a few that you really think you'll enjoy and spending a few nights at each one because it's more enjoyable experience, I think. 
Yeah, and I thought this was fine. Three nights in Dingle was fine. One night in County Clare was 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 fine, you know, because we saw the cliff some more. And then two nights in in Galway was great. I mean, that was a good pace. Of course, like anywhere, we could have stayed longer in each one of those of places for sure. But, but you that felt was like you had pace. enough time to see things. And let's start with where you can sleep because yeah, that's important. You want to be well rested. It is if definitely you're driving important. So we went to Dingle because we have uh, a friend of mine from high school knew a guy named Stephen, who is um, Rick Steves. Oh, Rick Steves. We do like Rick Steves, <laughs> but his podcast is a competitor of ours. That's all right. That's all right. Stephen is Rick Steves, if you know him. He's his Irish guru. So th- Stephen knows basically everything about Ireland, and he grew up and there. And he also owns a beautiful B&B called the Milltown House, which we stayed at for three nights. And let me tell you, this... Cute little B&Bs right on the water. We actually had a an ocean, well, it was a, the bay, but a bay view room. And there's lots of really cool things about the Milltown House, one of which was Trav's maybe favorite thing in all of Ireland. Yes, yeah, so they have, <laughs> I, I think it was, they have a dog. They actually have two dogs, but one's a puppy right now. So she'll be, she'll be bigger, Sir. Se- se- not Circe, serious. I don't know. I don't know her name. She's a puppy. She'll be huge by the time you get there if you're listening and you don't go right away. But they also have a huge Irish wolfhound male called Seamus. And Seamus is the largest dog in Ireland. Officially the largest dog in Ireland. <laughs> Weighing in at 206 pounds. I have never been around a dog that weighs more than me. Now, I tried to eat as much as possible in Ireland to catch up to Seamus and his 206 pounds, but I couldn't. So Seamus, still bigger than me, 206 pounds. He is this awesome, huge Irish wolfhound. And the Milltown House is great. Um, it's right on the water, as Heather mentioned. They have, they're one of the only places like B&Bs in there that actually had their own bar in the B&B. Yeah, so they that's have this true. Cool, I forgot like, about that. Yeah, this cool bar room that you sit in like these leather chairs and they have like, they have Guinness and a few other beers on draft. And, you know, Stephen, when you get there, he's like, hey, let me make you a drink. So it's right there. It's only a 10 room right now, B&B. They're going to add 10 more on, I think, eventually. But it's 10 rooms. It's got its own bar. It's pretty cool. It's a great place to relax. Their breakfast was amazing. Yeah, we we so we definitely really... recommend the Milltown House in Dingle. But we were there for three nights, and then we moved on to Innis. So we knew that we wanted to see like the Cliffs of Moher and the Burn. And other people had recommended that we maybe sleep in Doolin. But when I was doing research, I mean, Doolin is a very tiny village with hardly anything in it. And being that it was January, I felt like Innis would be better because it's a pretty large sized town slash city. So we stayed at the Woodstock Hotel in Innis mainly because it was really cheap. It was like $60 a night yeah. and that came with I a mean pl- it had, it had a, a pool, pool, a fitness center, yeah. a, a decent restaurant. It was a little weird, not only I thought it was weird. <laughs> it wasn't that weird. It was, it was on a, it was on a <laughs> golf course. So I felt you're kind of in you're not in Ennis like we had to drive in. It took about 5 minutes or you could have taxied in for probably like 5 euros. But you had to drive in so you're a little out of it and you're in a residential neighborhood and it's on a golf course. So it's a hotel and a golf course. So I just felt like I was back at home in suburbia almost like I'm at this yeah, hotel. It was. <laughs> It was really nice. It was very suburban. It wasn't that weird. It was just a hotel on a golf resort, uh, which then made it pretty luxurious. And at $60, you can't beat it. Oh, I mean, the price was incredible. The price was great. I'm sure in the summer it's more, but I we, they have a really nice restaurant there. And they have a bar. Also, the bar was cool. It had a fireplace. I sat down there, had some wine, had some snacks. It was great. I, I guess that's was the, what was the weirdest to me is it's like this, it's n- new, I think a year and a half old. It's this big hotel. 
it has like all these amenities but we were there in January, so like no one was there. It was just an odd <laughs> feeling, but we it was great. I mean, it was an amazing value. Great fitness center, good pool. I would rooms. recommend it. Yeah. All that to say, I would recommend it um, because it's also a great, a great p- jump, jumping off point, starting point. Yeah, jumping off point to the Cliffs of Moore <laughs> to the and Cliffs everything of Moore like that. And seeing all of that. So I was about 45 minutes drive to Cliffs of Moore. About 45 minutes. To an yeah. hour. So, so you could stay in Doolin. Well, well, here's what I would do. I mean, if you're, if you were going to hike, so what's kind of cool about Doolin is you're, you're actually on the ocean, you're at the cliffs. So we say it was a small town. But if you're going to... By small town, it has like maybe three hotels, yeah, I mean, a it's few really, restaurants. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really small. It's tiny. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty and it's right there. So if you wanted to do a hike to the Cliffs of Moore, which you could do from Doolin, it's about a six mile hike and you're going along the cliffs the whole time, like that would be cool. So I, if you wanted to do that and you're going to spend true. a day hiking like to the cliffs instead of just, just driving to them and then hiking around and seeing them, that would be cool. You'd want to stay in Doolin because then you'd have a hotel. You could hike up, go there, hike back and yeah. you know, that'd you be would a whole need day. to book ahead though, if you're going to stay in Doolin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. and then and then we moved up to Galway, and we went to the Salt Hill Hotel. It's just outside of Galway. It's about, I mean, it's in Galway, but outside of the center of the city. It's about a twenty to thirty minute walk in the town. We liked it. It was pretty cheap. Again, it was like seventy five a night. It's right there on the ocean. So in the summer, it's probably really expensive because it's right by the boardwalk. In January, uh, no, it was not so expensive. But they had a sweet fitness they center had, and pool. Yeah, I mean, they had two pools. They had a sauna. They had a hot tub, a spa. It was great. It was a nice hotel. So we enjoyed staying there. We were there for two nights. Yeah. So I all of those I would recommend. Milltown House in Dingle, Woodstock Hotel in Ennis, and the Salt Hill Hotel, um, which was in Galway. Now we got to talk about eating. And, and we'll go through it again in those areas that we know. So we were in Dingle for three nights. And Dingle is just this you know tiny town basically but they get a t- i mean because it's a what we say like a resort town or a vacation town you know like it's really it's a huge destination it's a destination and even more so because they filmed star some pretty wars. well before star wars they filmed other famous movies there but now they filmed the the last star wars like the end scene i don't want to ruin if nobody's seen it but there's an end scene I on one of the, ruin the star wars. islands anyone who wanted to see star wars okay has well star wars. there's an island right off of dingle that you know they filmed some of the scenes skelling michael and and the new one that will be coming out next year, they filmed like so much of it on Dingle. So it's a pretty cool place because of the beautiful landscape, but also it has this like Hollywood history to it. Yeah. And so so all that's to say is that there's a lot of places to eat and drink because in in season it gets packed and you have a ton of tourists. So kind of cool going off season because you can go anywhere. I mean, now like we got there at the tail end of like they were actually closing mid-january everything yeah, closed until about closed down. until about the end of february so we we lucked out and just caught it but some of the places that we want some of the places that we did eat to start with um global village was it's like a pretty gourmet restaurant and not gourmet but like 20 25 dollars an entree a little bit high end and it was delicious though i had the best lamb they said i'm like what would you recommend they're like get if you like lamb at all get this this is the best lamb yeah, you've ever this had was local to county yeah Cary. county Cary. and i got the lamb it was good it was awesome it was really it was good. the best lamb i had ever had for sure and i had seafood some scallops it was it was really good i enjoyed it another restaurant that's kind of similar a little higher end that we actually didn't 
go to because it was closed two of the nights that we were there. And that's Arch's Restaurant, which I believe is like the number one rated restaurant in Dingle, which may sound silly that we're saying that because it's such a small town. But trust me, there's a lot of restaurants in this small town. Yeah. I, what did they so, tell us? How many? Oh, I wish I could remember. The guy said there's... 70, 70 pubs for a thousand people <laughs> yeah. um, or something like that. I mean, there's a thousand full-time residents there. There are tons of good restaurants. Arches, yeah, gets really good reviews. And Dingle actually was named, what do they say? Uh, Ireland's number one foodie town, uh, you know, in like 2015 or something. So there's plenty of good restaurants. So Global Village and Arch is a little more upscale. There's actually a brewery on the drive around Dingle. And so it's not right in Dingle, but it's about like a 10 minute drive away called the West Cary Brewery. Uh, this was cool. Good beer. Definitely the porter was really good. And it's Ireland's only woman brewer, which yeah. was really neat. Yeah. Female brewer. She owns and runs the place. And we had lunch there. It wasn't yeah, great, but it, it was also off food. season. And I mean, so maybe in the summer it's better. I don't know. But the beer was good. Definitely stop in there. We also went to John Benny's pub, which is like a pretty famous local pub there again food not great but yeah Yeah, it was okay okay. i mean yeah like it's a pub food um and and so is okay um but yeah you're gonna if you go high end in dingle you'll probably get some good stuff and the pub stuff is just pub stuff pub stuff um there's also murphy's ice cream there in dingle of course i had to try it it's very expensive uh that threw me off and they give you really small portions so i did not like that at all I also thought the ice cream wasn't that great until I got, because the first day they were out, so I had to go back, of course. They have a salt, a sea salt ice cream, which was very good. Um, You got to try it. Tell me what you think. I was really hyped. I got probably more recommendations to go to Murphy's. I mean, a lot of you know I love ice cream, so that's probably why, than anywhere else. And I just, it was, the sea salt was good. The whipped cream. Ask her to put extra whipped cream on the your whipped ice cream. cream was that divine. was to die for. Yeah, it was really good to die for, huh? Well, it was. It was just it very was good. good. So it you gotta good. check out Murphy's ice cream. Heather, why don't we talk about uh, drinking in Dingle as okay, well, sure. and then we'll move on to the other areas. We'll do so, eat and drink together. Let's start with the place that I had McGargle's Big Bang and IPA because I tasted this beer. And as soon as it touched my lips, I was so excited. And I had had wine at the restaurant before. And I don't usually like to mix wine and then have a beer. But, you know, we were in Ireland and we were out with friends. And I was like, okay, I mean, we're at a pub. I'm not going to get a glass of wine. So I tried this IPA. I loved it so much. I had two of them and some of Travis's. So really two and a half. Yeah, it and then the bar was closing and she wanted me to get her another. Awesome. I'm like, I think we got to get out of here, <laughs> yeah. folks. Um, it was so good. Yeah, oh, so- and that where we got it was, I didn't even say the name, of the cool pub, Tommy O'Sullivan's Courthouse. Yeah, and we met the owner, Tommy. He was a cool dude. And uh, it's just a fun locals place. They have live music. They were doing an open mic night, which was awesome. And they have guys. They have a guys only, like males. Or girl, you could sneak in if you're a girl, maybe. <laughs> they have really cool urinals. Just, uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but like, if you go to Tommy O'Sullivan's courthouse, check out the guy's urinals. Or if you follow um, Extra Pack of Peanuts on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, then, uh, then you'll not, see then what you'll they see. look like. So, Tommy O'Sullivan's <laughs> courthouse, definitely check it out. The McGargles Big Bang and IPA is banging. That's a banger. Um, they also have a distillery right there, the Dingle Distillery, literally right across the street from the Milltown, Milltown House. Um, with a big dog, Seamus. And uh, Dingle Distillery, you can go in and, and sample it and all. Um, you could get Dingle 
the vodka and the gin too at any of these places. But and at we, the airports too, if yeah, you want to grab some on your way home. Yeah, because it's cheaper if you're going home to the U.S., so duty-free. Um, get it at the airports, much cheaper. But Dingle Distilling is good. And then, of course, uh, Dick Max actually is the place that everyone said, not everyone, but a few people told us, most people, go to Dick Max. It's like stepping back in time. Like It's like a real Irish bar. We actually didn't get the chance to go to Dick Max. No, because we were going to go, but then we went to Tommy O'Sullivan's and I had that IPA yeah. and I wouldn't let anybody leave because I kept wanting to drink. And that was the end of that night. So, and there's also <laughs> a place called, I can't remember the name, but it's a hardware store. Just ask someone. It's a hardware store on one side and a bar on the other. And it's really they'll cool. They'll know we look, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they'll know what you're talking So that's drinking and eating in Dingle. Um, moving, and then we'll get into the activities as well for all of these places um, it just in a second, we'll, but we'll do eating and drinking for each first. So let's move to Ennis, um, which again, we stayed at that golf course hotel, which, <laughs> you know, was cool. But Ennis, good, good jumping off point, as Heather mentioned. For the, the Woodstock more. Hotel. Um, the Woodstock Hotel. Yeah, good food scene there. And it's a decent sized city. So we went to the Rowan Tree Cafe, um, which is also a hostel, which is right there on the river in Ennis. And it was it was cool. Um, food was pretty average i mean we weren't disappointed but again we weren't blown away so it was a good enough place to eat and it was not that expensive however there was a like one of this number two restaurant in innis it was called town hall and it's more like again that high-end gourmet restaurant which so you're talking 20 to 25 like 15 to 25 euros and on right and it's we not, just it's not crazy expensive. it's not crazy but we felt like having something more casual that night so we didn't go but it's really cool it's in the old town hall which is why it's yeah named beautiful that. building i did we did walk in and made a reservation and then just didn't go and then just didn't go but um definitely check out town hall if you're in innis and you want a nice night out yeah and i this is funny because i'm going to be mentioning a coffee shop now um, Suaz, S-U-A-S, Coffee House, not for the coffee, but because this had one of the best breakfasts I'd ever had. They had matcha pancakes. So, and they were, and they were cheap. It was like four bucks for this yeah, big plate of matcha pancakes. So Heather went and got a coffee and you thought it was pretty good, right? Yeah. The, the coffee was, I mean, the beans that they use really like nice, you know, ethically sourced beans. So they had a lot of great coffee options. It's just the the execution of the flat white I got wasn't that the best. Yeah. But the flavor was still amazing. And the uh, the guys there, the owner, Connor, great guy, gave us a great recommendation for another coffee shop in Galway, which we'll be getting to. And uh, just, yeah, the breakfast. I mean, even if you don't love coffee, go um, get a get a tea, get a hot chocolate. You don't even have to get a drink, get water, but get their breakfast. Their food was incredible. Their food they had an was awesome very good. Scone. scone, yes, a very good scone very as well. Good, yeah, so, so Suez coffee, coffee House in Ennis, and then drinking in Ennis. We did go out that night after we ate. You know, we had one night there. There, someone would recommend we go to McHugh's. Um, and it was, it was cool. It was, it was very packed. We were like, yeah. where is everyone in this town? Well, they're all at McHugh's, yeah. um, lively bar it's and a they craft have craft beer bar. Yeah. They so have they, their own beer. Yeah. It, it was definitely cool in there. And it was called what? Western Herd Brewing Co., which we had had one of their beers at dinner. Eh, just okay. But I mean, it's craft beer. It's okay. It's um, fun and they have other beers out. there. Yeah. yeah. So head to McHugh's if you find yourself in Ennis. That would, that'd be my starting point if you're going to go there. And then we went to Galway. Um, and Galway has a plethora. I mean, it's a, what did I tell you when we did it before the f- fifth biggest city in Ireland? Third, I'm getting it all wrong. It's a, one of the bigger cities <laughs> in Ireland. I thought you said third, but again, we should have done our research before this podcast on that fact. That's what happens. But, Two weeks later, you forget kind yeah. of the numbers. We're, go- we're going with third. 
We're, We're going, going with, with third. third. So it's a good sized city and it has tons of restaurants in it. Tons. And we started off on a very good note because the first night we arrived and, you know, we've been out driving all day. We got in around six or seven and then we walked to the Oslo. Was it was it called the Oslo Bar? Oslo Bar. And this is Galway Breweries, one of their brewery pubs. And they serve food there. The food was delicious. Really, really, really good pub food. Yeah, I mean, the best pub food. That and Brazenhead in Dublin were the best pub food we had. Um, I Thank you, Google Galway's the fifth. So I'm going to correct myself oh, before okay. someone else corrects me. Um, but <laughs> the yeah, the Oslo, Oslo Bar, not in Oslo, but in Salt Hill, in that area. If you're at the Salt Hill Hotel or in that region area of Salt Hill, that neighborhood, it's right there. It's easily walkable. Great pub food, really good fish and chips you had. Yep. I had a chicken sandwich. Really Fun good. guys. And again, it's the Galway Bay Brewing Company, one of their things. So the beer is good as well. Yeah, it was a great time. Then we went to... Oh, one- great fries. Yes. I should say. I just want to mention <laughs> that. I don't want someone to forget. I asked for them to be double cooked. Like I said, can you... Extra not- crispy. Yeah, extra crispy. And they did it and they were awesome. Good tip. Yeah. Good tip. That's the tips I love. A little insider <laughs> info. The next restaurant was so good that we went twice in one day. In one day. And that is the Dobros, which are these two guys who started with we a small... We don't know small, if they're brothers. Oh, they are brothers. They are brothers. They are brothers. They started with a small like pop-up shop and then like a food truck. Food truck and now they have a restaurant. A market. And yeah, now they have a brick and mortar restaurant. And it's really good. It's like the brick oven pizza, you know... The Naples style. Yeah, it's like nine to eleven euros a pizza, or, or is it even that much? It I might don't even know. be. It might be it a little cheaper. Maybe the most expensive one is ten euros. And they had really co- interesting toppings on them, so you can just get classic ones. But then they have like chicken tikka some, and stuff like that. Yeah, and like a Caesar salad one. Anyway, it was really good, and we went there for lunch, and we joked around that we were going to go back for dinner, but then we were out all night, and then we went to another bar, and we were drinking, and then it was like basically. Basically, one of the only places left open. So we just went back. And it was good. And was they're good really the nice. Time. They're, it's, it's a cool spot. So if you want some pizza in Galway, go to the Dobros. As far as drinking, I mean, drinking tons of places to drink in Galway. Um, you know, there's beers all over the place. The Oslo Bar, as we mentioned, that's Galway Bay Brewing Company. Um, you know, they have all their beers on tap. And it's like a big sports bar, but with good food. The Salt House... Um, is another Galway Bay Brewing Company bar. But what's cool about the Salt House is they have crazy, like tons of other craft beers from all over the world. They have some on tap. They have a bunch of crazy bottles that are impossible to find. It's small inside, but it's really cozy and the atmosphere is great. They had live music while we were there. There was like a nice fireplace. It was just a great place to spend the evening, especially because it was really foggy and dreary that night. And that's the fun thing about being in Ireland, maybe in the off season or maybe even in the summer, if it's dreary and rainy, that you just pop into a pub and they make them so cozy that it, I, I, I love the Salt House. We hung out in there for like two or three hours. Yeah, and they had live. Yeah, it was just really cozy and really and really cute and fun. Um, so definitely check that out, especially if you're into craft beer. Even if you're not, you know, it was just it was a cool vibe for everyone. I'm gonna give you two more places to drink alcohol, and then Heather will give you a place to drink coffee. Um, and the, the other two places, one 
um, is a place that I, I can't say the name because it's in Irish um, or Celtic, you know, whatever, Gaelic, excuse me. Gaelic. Yeah, I don't know why I said those other things. It's in Gaelic, but it is the blue bar right on the corner, right up the street from Coffee Works and Press, which is going to be the coffee house that oh Heather recommends. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, yeah, I forgot about this place. It's a cool, old school. They have a little bit of crap beer. They obviously have regular beers, and they have these things called snugs, which are these tiny little booths that you know used to be really famous in all the Irish bars. You'll see them at a few of them. They're you know they fit like one or they fit like two or th- maybe three people. They're called snugs, so they're like little enclosed <laughs> kind of so cabins in, yeah. the, in the bar. They're and really it had, neat. like a couple different rooms. It was like amazing there. I completely forgot about this bar. It's, it's a blue bar on the corner. You cannot miss like it. Like three shops up from Coffee Works Impress. Yeah, it's a great spot. And I told you I was going to give you another one, but I totally forget the name of it. Um, but it's an Irish bar that starts with a C and it has live music and it's where we went and I had a Guinness and you had uh, another beer and they had great live music there. But you're going to find live music anywhere, so don't worry Pretty about much, it. Pretty much, yeah. And then on to the best coffee that I had in all of Ireland. The entire Emerald Isle. <laughs> and that was coffee work and press which is just totally amazing little hipster okay a lot hipster it's they did an awesome job though but it's, it's so really cool. well the second done. and third floors are beautiful they have you know a little shop that you can buy some local things at and you know they have magazines you can read books you can read it's just such a cool spot to hang out. Like we didn't even spend very much time in there and you definitely could just get a coffee or a hot chocolate and hang out for an hour or two. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen the pictures at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry because it was so easy to photograph in there. Like everything looked really, really cool. Hot chocolate was great. They have a banging cookie. Yes, I got they a cookie. Did. I told him yes. I was going to come back after lunch and get a cookie and they laughed at me when I did because I it was looked really good and it was very good. So coffee work and press. We will throw this out there. Epop Scavenger Hunt, if you listen to some of our other podcasts, we are doing a thing where we are buying drinks for people around the world at places that we love, at small little cool places that we love. Um, you can go on Instagram and find it. It's hashtag Epop Scavenger Hunt, E-P-O-P, Scavenger Hunt, all one word. You can find that. Basically, the rules are if you get to the place that we've bought a drink and no one's gotten there before you... Tell them that you're a listener of the Extra Pack of Peanuts. Just tell them, hey, I'm here with for Extra Pack of Peanuts. I'm a listener. Um, there's a free drink there waiting for you. You can get anything you want. Cappuccino, flat white, hot chocolate, doesn't matter. Um, and the tea. only Yeah, tea. And the only rule is that you take a picture and you tag at Pack of Peanuts with it. Uh, you tag me on that and you tag uh, hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt and you get a free drink. So that's one of the places that's an EPOP Scavenger Hunt spot. I guess we should say coffee works and press in Galway. So yeah, someone get and, there. And trust me, it's worth that flight. Yeah, it is. A, it's, it's a great, great little place. So that's what to do uh, to eat and drink in um, Dingle, Ennis and Galway and kind of on the West Coast there. County Cary, County Clare and all that. Let's get to the uh, few of the activities. Who to the activities. There is a plethora of things to do because this is where you will see some of the most beautiful landscapes and the the coastal drives. I mean, this is where it's at. And the first day when we got into Dingle, actually it was the second day. Um, our first full day. Our first full day. We did what's called the Slayhead Road, which is basically the only road that goes all along the Dingle Peninsula. And it's not that far, so it was a nice drive. I think it was around 15 to 17 kilometers for the whole drive. Right. I mean, we stopped a lot. There's a ton of little beaches you can stop at and walk around and, yeah. and 
stuff like that. But you can easily do it in like an hour if you rush or two to three hours. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not really, an all day thing. It's it not doesn't an have to be an all day thing. thing. But they have lots of, of nice beaches, which I mean, I guess if it's warm, you could enjoy them a little more and take a picnic lunch with you. But we did not. It was, however, like the only sunny day we had during our road trip. And we got some stunning photos. It's really cool. You get to see the beehive huts and just like some old, you know, buildings and of course the cliffs and, and the ocean. Yeah. It's and just a it, stunning drive. A lot of people rent bikes and do this as a, you know, as a, like a day biking a bicycle road bicycle right right biking because it's it's not that long and we didn't because it was you know january and pretty cold and windy but it, i that's something i would love to go back and do is just rent a bike and do it so slow sleighhead drive we loved um and that was going around the dingle peninsula the next thing that you do is is the ring of Kerry, which is going around the peninsula that's just south of the dingle peninsula and it's much more famous and it's it's beautiful it's, it's a lot huge. longer. It's probably three times as long or four times as long as doing Slayhead Drive. A lot of the same scenery. Um, if you're staying in Dingle and you don't have a lot of time, doing the Slayhead Drive is a very good substitute of do it for doing the Ring of Carry. Now, we did it in January, so it wasn't that tourist did the Ring of Carry, but we heard if you do it like on season, there's just tons of tour, tour buses, buses and be- stuff. Because it's where all of the tours go. Whereas the Dingle Peninsula doesn't see, it's still heavily touristed, but you don't get all those tour buses. And so you do get to see a lot of the same stuff. The thing with the the Ring of Kerry, which is really cool though, is that that's where you can get to the Skellig Cliffs yeah. and you can take the boat to Skellig Michael. Michael, which is where they film that scene, that famous scene in Star Wars. But you can only do it in the summer spring and summer so we didn't actually get to do it but that would be something that would be cool like that to me would be worth going to the ring of carry um would be to take a boat and you, they say you have to book it in advance now because it's so popular now because that's the final scene of whatever star wars that is what is it luke's living there as a hobbit or a hermit not a hobbit i'm mixing a lot of <laughs> fantasy here as a hermit i don't watch star wars um but anyway yeah you could take the boat out there that would be cool and i've heard from from steven and, and he was telling us it's like yeah when you go out on to Skellig michael on those islands it's, it's really cool yeah it's cool it's really cool the landscape there so that that would be something definitely worth it to do the Ring of Carry. And then we did stop at this castle, which was just like a castle in the in ruins. And nobody else was there. That it was, was really the cool. best part of the Ring of Carry, I Valley thought. Carberry Castle, which I, that's probably not the, way, the right way to pronounce it. But we drove up. It's right on like a marsh, you know, a sea marsh. And it's a ruin. So there's nothing happening there. You can climb all around it. It was yeah. really cool. It was very cool. So yeah, I don't know how to really say it, but if you Google Bally Carberry, we'll link everything up in the show notes as well, guys. So you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, get all our show notes, or extrapackofpeanuts.com slash, we'll just call this Ireland. Okay, that'll take you to like a little guide of, of everything we're talking about here. So you'll be able to see that. But that was a really, really neat place, the Bally Carberry Castle and the Skelling Cliffs and all were also really cool. Um, so the Ring of Kerry, I, listen, it's probably the second or first most famous thing to do outside of, I guess, going to Dublin in Ireland. It's cool, but we just figured the Dingle Peninsula, you know, if you're on a time crunch, it's quicker 
And especially if you're staying in Dingle, then you don't have to go all the way down. Like we did the whole drive down from Dingle around the Ring of Kerry and back and up to Dingle back in one to day. Dingle. And that was a bit long of a day. Yeah, we would recommend staying a night in Clarney, which yeah. is a pretty big town down near the Ring of Kerry. That would be a better idea. Yeah. One of the things that is hyped, but rightfully so, is the Cliffs of Moore. And this is a must, must see. Um, we went and it was super foggy. I mean, you couldn't even see 10 feet in front of you. And, you know, you have to pay to park. There's, we heard it was free, but then you had to pay to park. So it's free if you take the hike from Doolin, which is like a six hour hike. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's like six miles. Six miles. Uh, so I guess well, if you're, hiking yeah, if you're hiking really slow, it's a six Sorry. hour hike. Um, but you do have if to pay to park. you're crawling on your stomach, it's six hours. <laughs> it's not that expensive, but we were almost like, is it even worth it walking out to these cliffs because it's so foggy? So we, we paid to park, we park, we're walking, we keep walking, we still only see fog. I'm being a real kind of Debbie Downer, like, ugh, this is the That's worst. That's one word for it. She's being a Debbie Downer. I was admittedly being a Debbie <laughs> and Downer. she was, she's... <laughs> Okay, Grandma. Um, yeah, so you're just being a Debbie down. We were a little bummed because it was really funny. But once you got out to the cliffs, it, it kind of opened up. I don't know if it opened up because we were there or if it's just when you're actually on the cliffs, it's easier to well, see. Well, like I don't the know. fog was concentrated around the part where you walk up and there's like a little castle. So we walked to the left and that was that was the only place it was clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, long story short, you got to go to the cliff some more, even if it's super foggy. You're like, am I going to be able to see anything? Go and see it. You'll see something. And and hike, not hike, there's a path. Walk all the way around. And a lot of people only go a little bit of the way. We just kept going. You till there was actually a long time. Yeah, you could walk for as long as you wanted. Yeah. Um, So get out there. Keep going. Keep going. Keep you as you keep, keep walking, as you keep walking, you get better and better views. So um, just keep going around. Definitely go to the Cliffs of Moore. Right near the Cliffs of Moore is this national park called the Burren, B-U-R-R-E-N, the Burren, which is a cool name anyway. um, It's a really unique landscape. I, they say it, you know, they describe it as like a Martian landscape. It's just a really rocky, desolate, it's like scrub brush, barren, and small little rocky hills. Yeah. It's very barren, which is kind of the barren burn, the barren burn. Uh, but it's really interesting to see the juxtaposition of like the really green, lush coast. And then you go inland a little bit and it's this really kind of desolate place that and, and you doesn't don't have, have go- any houses. I mean, people, there are people who live there, but it's not. It's rural. And you do not have to go very far inland. I mean, it's right near the Cliffs of Moore. We're talking maybe a 15-minute drive from it. It's a huge area. Um, so just drive through the Burren um, anywhere that you can, really. You can go up the coast from the Cliffs of Moore, like north and around, and you get into some of the Burren. You can go in inland a, a bit, like dead, what would that be, east into the Burren. Um, right. One of the cool things that we did at the Burren, I found this little spot that um, I, I think I scored some bonus points with Heather. You definitely did. This was quite a surprise, and he didn't tell me where we were going. He left it a surprise. So, so if you want to score some bonus points with a significant other, um, go to the Burren Perfumery. And, okay, it's it's when we say it's in the middle of nowhere, like you get in the Burren, there's a few houses. Then you keep driving to this place, and there's nothing around it. Right, it's, except it's a perfumery. It's, it's a perfumery in it used a botanist used to live there, and he's the one who started this perfumery. And 
It's all natural using local plants indigenous to that area. So it's really cool because you actually watch this movie if you yeah, want. Yeah, if they ask you to watch a movie, you're probably going to yes. be like, this is going to suck. Dude. It was so well done. It was like, like a professionally professional edited movie. movie that, you know, you see all this local flora and fauna that you wouldn't think would exist in this really rocky, barren landscape. And then they make perfumes and lotions from it. And it's all organic and natural. And it's beautiful. It's like this tiny little estate with like these nice stone houses there's and like there's a cafe four little cottages right there and yeah they have a cafe with food now if you go in the off season i think october to march the cafe is not open but they're like oh you can go and make your own coffee and tea and they have like biscuits out for you so you still have something to eat yeah it was really nice and the the actual perfumery had great quality products i bought some for my family you can order things online have them shipped home it's a great spot and and the perfume i'm told is actually, I don't know. I mean, this is Heather telling me, is actually not that expensive compared to like if you bought a higher quality perfume here at like Macy's or something like that, right? I mean, it's Yeah, cheaper. definitely. Yeah, it was like $35 for a thing of perfume. So. Yeah, so it was cool. I'm um, really definitely worth it. I, I I was blown away. I'm like, is this really going to be cool? And, and it, it was. was. Cool. And I did ask him because I'm like, this movie, you know, we're sitting watching a movie. She's like, we're the only two people there. She's like, you want to watch the movie? We're like, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. We couldn't really say no. We watched it. We were impressed. I said, is this, you know, did you guys get this movie made professionally? It's like, oh no, the guy who owns this place is also a photographer and he did the voiceover or his brother did the voice. Anyway, I was impressed. As someone who like puts together some movies and works online, I was like, this is very well done. <laughs> someone so, who works online. Yeah. Cheers um, to the Burn Perfumery. Good job. <laughs> very cool spot. So basically that rounds out the things that we did other than, I mean, I don't know if we mentioned that if you don't stay in Doolin, definitely stop in. Yeah, it's Cute Town. Cute Town. Get a pint at the Doolin Hotel. And if you do stay in Doolin, it's nice weather. I would highly recommend doing the, the That walk. would be a fun, fun hike to the Cliffs of Moore because again, you're you're hiking along the cliffs and getting the beautiful scenery all the way up to them. It's not like the cliffs are only right there and then there's nothing around no, it. No, it's really it would beautiful be cool. in that area. It was one of my favorite spots. Yeah, and then the in Galway, the, basically the thing to do is like eat and drink and wander around the town. Um, and Take that's basically those, what we did. Those ocean views, walk along the promenade. There's a big, long... yeah boardwalk pathway that you can walk on. Galway's it's just a got, cool city. It's a cool city, cool vibe, got good nightlife. Fifth night biggest life. city. Yeah, fifth biggest city. That's right, not third. <laughs> Now, third, don't attack me on Twitter. It's the fifth. Um, <laughs> cool, biggest, uh, cool, biggest. It's got good nightlife, cool vibe to so just wander around um, Galway. So that that's it for, for all the things to do. But of course, we got to give you our can't miss, our skip, and our wish we had done. And uh, ladies first, drum roll, please, on your can't so miss. Chris, throw that drum roll miss. in here. I can't miss is Dingle, the Dingle Peninsula, which is funny to say because it's just a funny word. Every time we were saying it, we're like, this is even makes it better that we're saying we're going to Dingle. I mean, Dingle was great humor here. Dingle. I had no expectations for Dingle and the fact that you can just drive around the peninsula right there. I just it was I loved it. I mean, I had like a close second, but maybe it's your can't miss, so I won't say My it. can't miss is hang out with Seamus, the 206-pound oh. Irish wolfhound. So yours is Dingle. Seriously. No, but I mean, hang out with Seamus is my number one, but I'm going to give you another one because that's kind of goofy, I guess, at this point in the podcast. But dude, Seamus is worth hanging out with. <laughs> dude, Seamus is worth that it. That dog is awesome. I want to get a 207-pound Irish wolfhound now. Yeah. Um, Heather hasn't let me. I haven't broken, down, broken her down enough yet, but... um. 
Yeah, my can't miss is Eclipse of More. Okay, that's what was going to be mine yeah. as well. It, so it, you, you have we to already see hit it. this. You, you just go, just go see it. All right, your skip. My skip. I mean, I wouldn't really skip anything, but if I could skip one thing, it would have been that arduous drive around the ring of Carrie. Only because it took us so long. And again, maybe if we'd stayed in Clarney and didn't have to drive like the two hours or hour and a half back to Dingle because we were staying at the Milltown house, which I wanted to stay at another night. So in Dingle, yeah. Yeah, I, the, I had written down here. I knew you were going to pick that. So I'm just going to uh, uh, go on that. I don't know what the word was. Continue on on that. <laughs> elaborate. Elaborate. I was going to say hallucinate, but that's not even a word. <laughs> elaborate on the ring of Carrie again. We're not telling you to skip it. You should do it probably. But if you're in Dingle and you don't have enough time, yeah, you're going to see awesome scenery in Dingle and you're going to see awesome scenery as you go north to the Cliffs of Moor. So that would be the reason that I would skip it if you're in a time crunch area. You weren't staying near there. Basically, I'm happy that we did it, but you could skip it. Yes. In Dublin, I would say that you could skip the Guinness Brewery. Again, it's 20 Mm, euros, so it's a bit expensive. If you don't like beer or you're not going to drink a beer, you have no desire or you don't have a lot of time, I would, I, okay, you could skip the Inspiree, but I, it was cool. I'm not upset I did it. It's hard to pick skips when you have this good of a trip. Um, the wish we had done, the thing that we didn't have time to that we wish we had done, go. So mine is, and I don't know if this is cheating or not, but I wish we'd gone to Northern Ireland. I realize that it's a separate country, but Belfast, I heard, was a super cool city. We didn't get a chance to make it up there. And also you have the Giants Causeway and that whole area. I mean, I I kind of wish we'd made time, although I wouldn't want to have sacrificed the other things we did. I'll, again, elaborate on that. So I just get to to pick it and then go with another one. You're helping me (laughs) cheat. I, I would, if I had something that I wish we had done, yes. Go and a specific, being specific, do a Troubles, the Troubles tour in Belfast. So I like the whole, um, the you history. know, yeah, history, Northern Ireland versus Ireland, you know, the, the Troubles, which is the time that um, where you're having the IRA and, and the issues there. Um, there's a thing called the Troubles tour, which you they take you around in a black cab and uh, it's apparently an hour and a half tour and they, they around Belfast talking about it. So I would have done that specifically if we had gone to Belfast. The other thing I wish we had done was hiking from Doolin to the Cliffs of Moher. Now we, we <laughs> not me. It was so foggy that yeah, day. Yeah, we couldn't it would have not done have it when we enjoyable. were there. But if we went back with nicer weather, I would. Fair that's enough. A thing I would, that I think would be I would do that epic, too. Epic yeah. day. It would be cool. Um, so there you have it. Our our Dublin. And Ireland, I guess it's our whole Ireland. I was going to say Dublin Destination Diary because of the alliteration, um, but it's really the Ireland Destination Diary. Everything we did in Ireland, again, we are not experts on everything. We're just telling you what we did. So um, if you've got any other recommendations or you think of anything else or you've been to Ireland or you want any more tips or anything like that, hit us up on Twitter at Pack of Peanuts. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram as well. because we're putting up cool pictures and Heather's really been on it. Even when we're not traveling, she's putting up older pictures with like hashtags like TBT throwback <laughs> Tuesday. So, no, that's throwback like, Thursday. Follow me Fridays. Anyway, <laughs> she's putting up older pictures. He's not joking. He really doesn't know what this stuff uh, no, is. No, <laughs> I'm not joking one bit. Um, <laughs> so follow us on Instagram at pack of peanuts at Heather share. You should follow us both because Heather puts up different pictures on, but you can see all that. And if you are doing that, don't forget if you're, if you are heading to Ireland, we know there are some people who told us they're already heading to Ireland. Cause when we said we were going to do a destination diary, people getting really excited on social media. Um, coffee works and press in Galway. It's way, Waiting for you. Epop scavenger hunt. Hashtag epop scavenger hunt. You'll be able to see all the places we have it there. And then you'll also be able to see if someone tags it like and has gotten that drink. Uh, then you know 
you should still go there, but maybe there's not a drink waiting for you. Maybe they passed it on as well, which we hope people do. So follow that hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. Don't forget as well, if you want some more listening, if you want some more EPOP in your ears, that's a cool little term. I'm going to use that. EPOP in your ears. If you want some more EPOP in your ears, we have now done 17 other destination diaries. So if you like the format of this, but you want it for other destinations, you can check them out. Um, Heather's shaking her head to me saying like, don't read them all out. People don't want to know, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Okay, fine. Read them all out. Here we go. Santorini, Paros, Georgia, the country, Chicago, New Orleans, Nashville, Japan, Cape Town, Chiang Mai, Guatemala, Philadelphia, Philly, Portugal, Santiago de Compostela, Portland, Colorado, Croatia, and India. So countries, cities, regions, lots of different places in there. We've done those destination diaries. You can check them out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on whatever, however you listen to this. You can find that. And don't forget, you can find all the show notes for this because when we do destination diaries, show notes are really, really important because we're mentioning a lot of places and you're probably thinking like, where was that good coffee? Where is that good beer? Um, you know, and stuff like that. We link every single thing up in the show notes. You can get them extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Or for this episode, Extra Pack of Peanuts will make it really easy for you. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Ireland. That will take you to some sort of destination guide, maybe even a more substantial one than just the show notes if we uh, decide to put that together. Wink, wink, Heather. Um, yeah, you can check that out. <laughs> so there you go. Thank awesome. you. Thank you guys for listening today. Thanks for all the support. Tortuga. Thank you for your support as a sponsor of today's show. Don't forget, you can go to Tortuga Backpacks. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That gets you 10% off. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.